0: This episode is sponsored by the Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal. Over the past four years, I have had the opportunity to help over 30 women identify, accept, and take action in the parts of their lives where they feel stuck. My heart's desire is to do that with every woman I come in contact with, but the truth is that's not realistic. So instead, I created a prayer journal that goes through that same journey. The Slang Self-Doubt Prayer Journal is designed for you to dig deep and answer questions that will pull out where you are stuck on your journey this prayer journal consists of six sections of journal prompts and areas for reflections for when you want to dig a little deeper and um, just take your thoughts to another level. Whether it takes you six weeks or six months to complete, I promise you will not regret it. Head on over to my website at www.feliciawallace.com and select the books tab to make your purchase. If you are ready to find your fears and slay them, go to www.feliciawallace.com, select books, and get your coffee today. You're listening to the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast with Coach Felicia, where we empower Black women to overcome their doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. It's your girl, Coach Felicia Welcome to all the new and continued listeners, no matter how you found me, whether it was by way of a guest episode, solo episode, or you found me on the Googles or on social media. I just want to thank you for being here. Um, Y'all gonna have to bear with me today. First, I'm recording this late. Um, I have been suffering with allergies and asthma, um, and it has just been a struggle, but uh, there was no way I could not come on here and just uh, talk to you guys. And, you know, we're talking about how self-doubt shows up in relationships. Last week, we talked about friendships. Um, And so I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm being obedient and accountable to what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. So, um, you know, I got to do what I got to do. If you have not subscribed to the newsletter, please make sure that you go to the website and subscribe now because you guys miss out on new information that comes out off the break. I announced something last week um, in the newsletter that you guys didn't get to see so y'all need to be paying attention And those of y'all who already subscribed i'm gonna need y'all to do what it is that i asked y'all to do okay um but here are the announcements of this week first and foremost y'all we have 40,000 downloads and and I tell you, I am so grateful to each and every one of you who are sharing this with your with your community and sharing this with your people. And and for those of you all who listen faithfully every single week to every single episode, I am grateful. Um, we have a goal of hitting fifty thousand fifty thousand downloads um, by the end. <coughs> excuse me, end of this year, um, and I can see that happening because y'all just been. Y'all been doing the thing. And so I'm just grateful for y'all. Um, and so uh we have merch uh, as always. Um, in the uh Slay's out of Devil merch. We out yeah, we just out here trusting God, t-shirts and hoodies. The um link is in the show notes. Journals are on sale as well. The link is in the show notes. You can get that from Amazon, <coughs> excuse me. Um and what I announced last week in the newsletter that I'm letting you all know is that we have a Slang Self-Doubt Society Facebook group. What that entails is a, a place where we are able to just take the conversation off of the airways because this is, <coughs> excuse me, this is just me talking to you all. And this is a way for you all to talk to me back. But it is a place where I want to encourage safe and brave conversations about self doubt amongst other women. Um, the group is meant to inspire, empower, empower, and share resources to help us all slay our self doubt. Now, this is not a group for therapy or coaching. Y'all already know I have resources for that. If you need coaching, book a call. If you need therapy, or you're looking for something like that, you can go to my research page, resource page on my website. Yeah. Listen, this breathing and messing these words up is killing me. Um, <clears throat> So I'm 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 gonna get through this so I can make this this episode very short and sweet. Um, but it did. But back to the Facebook group. So it is not a, a, it is not a replacement for therapy or coaching. What it is is really for us to be able to have just some conversations. It may be something that I take from the episode and I put it in there and we talk about it. It may be a place where somebody wants to share that they're having self-doubt and, you know, applying for this job or for going out for um, a promotion or maybe stepping out on faith and, you know, stepping into full-time entrepreneurship. Like, it's so many different things that we... um, have self doubt in that we we talk about a lot on this show. That I've realized that sometimes the conversation just can't be once a week on a Sunday. And it ain't even a conversation because it's just me talking to y'all. But, you know, this way you feel like you're being heard. And I can, you know, see what sometimes it's also an encouragement for me as well to just continue to remind me that I'm not going through this by myself. I know that I'm not going through it, but sometimes even in my own journey, it does feel like that. It can feel like a heavy, Heavy weight of dang, I'm, you know, I have this calling on my life, and God has given me this gift and this platform to be able to share with other people what it's like to have self doubt in so many different areas that, um, it's also, it also can feel lonely, right? Because it's just you. So it still feels like it's just me, even though I know it's not, right? So this is just a way for us to um, be able to do that and just, you know, communicate and, you know, whatever comes from or whatever the Lord says to do, we would do. It is a private Facebook group. Um, You can invite other women that you feel as though may benefit from it. Of course, this is not like you got to participate. Y'all know I am not about, you know, just everybody kind of sitting around watching what's happening and then that's, a, you know, not doing nothing and then you go gossiping and tell the other people business. No, that's not what we do here. This is really a place for people to feel like it's a sisterhood, to feel like you are a part of something. And so um, I invite you to join that. So just click the link in the show notes, go ahead and sign up so you can find out what's happening. Um, so today we're talking about. this week, this month, we've been talking about how self-doubt shows up in our relationships. And excuse me, today I wanted to talk about how self-doubt shows up in our um, professional relationships. Um, This is a big one because I think that lots of times... Um, we don't necessarily realize that it shows up in our workplace and your workplace could be home your workplace could be in an office space your workplace could be at a retail place your workspace could be at a restaurant wherever it is that you work and you make your monies and you know you are provided for your family that is gonna be your work so we just gonna we're gonna say that um <clears throat> excuse me um. And so for me, I didn't realize until after I left my job, how much self-doubt took over how I operated in so many different ways. And even in being in entrepreneurship, how self-doubt shows up, right? Um, So first things first, when I was working um, at my um, previous job, um, self-doubt showed up for me Uh, immediately when I got the position as a leader um, I felt like that I wasn't qualified for it I did not know anything about being a manager I didn't know what that meant you know um, when I walked into that place most of the girls that I was you know managing were either my age or older so first thing I thought to myself is who am I who am I to come into this place where you guys have been working and you have been doing this and here I am about to tell you what to be doing and with that with that my own insecurity and walking into that place when the girls actually saw me and of course we we laugh about it now and we have a conversation about it now but they used to say the same thing like she the same age as me how she gonna come in here and she gonna be telling us what to do now first and foremost a leader comes in many different the many different ages, right? You don't have to be fifty and be a leader. That is not a requirement, and your age is not a requirement. So let me just say that off the break. Anybody who's in leadership position or desires to be in leadership position, your age is not a requirement. That is crazy, right? Um, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make a difference. You either know to work or you don't. You're either able to leave or, or able to lead, or you can't. I know plenty of leaders who are way older than me, and Child, it just, (laughs) no. Okay. Let me just say that. I'm just going to say that. No. Okay. Um, And so it doesn't matter what your age is, but that held me back for a very long time. The first couple of years, I felt so unqualified and I felt so like, how how is they able to do this and but i'm able to do that now granted at the end of the day i got the job i was offered the job a job off the strength of someone else who saw me work in other areas who felt as though that i could do the job so i've had somebody else on here before who says that when people invite you to spaces it will behoove you to show up because they think you deserve and so even when I did the um had the interview and everything and when she came back to me she was like okay here's the thing the AVP basically said because she fought for me to be there the AVP basically said she better work out and if she don't you going too so here I am now I gotta work and I gotta worry about my job and your job um but the reality was is that I went into it With that mindset, that that heaviness of feeling that way, and I know that I I I know now what it meant because they were taking a chance on me, on somebody who had no leadership skills, had never. um, But then the other part that I always be thinking to people is like, well, nobody will have any leadership skills until they become a leader. So if that's always your requirement, then that's trash too because everybody thinks the same way. How do I become a leader? Or how do I have any leadership skills unless you put me in a leadership position? Make it make sense. It don't make sense to me. But anyway, you know, fast forward, I did the job. I showed up. I felt this um, this pressure to overwork. Um, and when I said overwork, my brain, my mind said overwork, but my body and my actions was enabled. So I started to do the work for everybody else because of my insecurity of, am I doing this well enough? What I started to do is take stuff from people. Let me show you how to do it because I can I can do it, right? Some of it is I had knowledge in because I had been in healthcare for so long. There were certain things that I was like, oh, I already know how to do this, but I wasn't even doing my job. I was doing their jobs for them. I wasn't leading them. I wasn't managing them. What I was doing was saying, hey, I'm a team player, even though I have the position or I have the, the title of management manager. What I'm going to do is get on, get, I'm going to get on the front line with you and I'm going to show you that I deserve this position because I'm going to do your job with you. Now, don't get me wrong. When you are in a leadership position, you have to have a heart of of service. You have to be willing to get on the front line. I think it's a major thing in a lot. I think the important thing about leadership is having somebody who's been through every single position. So as a leader, I had, Other than being a physician, I had been in every single person's seat. I had been at the front desk. I had been... Uh, the person I I've been the person who checked in patients I've been the person who checked out patients I've been the person that did the referrals did the prescriptions answered the phone was a medical assistant did the the vaccines did the medications did the um ordering was doing uh prior authorization like I had done all of the work so technically I was qualified for the position because I'd already done all the things not even technically, I was, I was qualified for the position because I'd already done everything that they had, that they were, they were currently doing. I had already surpassed all of that. When I was in my previous position, I was in a, they didn't call it a leadership position, but it basically was, it was like a supervisory position because I'd already done all of the stuff. I was already a team lead in the position before the actual full leadership position. And so, um, but here I was with my own self-doubt and my insecurities saying, oh, well, the only way I could show them I deserve to be here is by working with them, working alongside them, showing them what they need to do. And what that ended up doing is that, like I said, it enabled them. They depended on me so much that I couldn't get myself out of that. And then when it came down to it, when I was thinking about getting promotions and doing other stuff, people would say to me, well, you know, you're, you're great at what you do. Your office does, you know, really, really good, but what you're lacking still is leadership. And I, I did not understand it. I didn't understand what it was because, in my mind, I'm like, well, I am leading them. See how great we're doing. No, they're not doing the work. You're doing the work. And I'm not saying I was doing a hundred percent of it, but whenever somebody would um, like fall behind, I, I'd be, I'd, instead of me delegating, you know, person C to do person A work, I would just pick up person A's work. I was like, I got it. I'll take care of it. I'll do it. So then my stuff got pushed to the back burner. So then when opportunities came up for me to be able to put myself in a position to say hey I want to be able to do more well based on what you're doing your office is doing well however when we need stuff from you your stuff is delayed right because I was self-sabotaging myself by Doing their stuff, and then it put me in a position where I looked like I was late to everything. I looked like I was behind. I looked like, you know, um, I didn't really have it all together. Never mind the fact that, you know, in the midst of that, I ended up having two kids under the age of two. Now, anybody who knows being a parent, sometimes um, when you're in the workplace, it is, you know, I I, I I would like to hope that it has gotten better over these last years. I have no idea because I haven't been in that space um, in a while, but being a mom, a parent in, and I'm gonna say a mom, I don't know what it's like to be a dad, but being a mom in no, in in uh, corporate America is difficult because we have people, little people who literally depend on us and we have obligations to our family and to our children. And a lot of times jobs don't understand that they don't get it. And for me, I work with a lot of single mothers, like I was, you know, I was a single mother at first, and all of us were single mothers in that joint, like, okay, our kids are sick, what do we do? School is out, what do we do? You know what I mean? We in here trying to figure it out, like, I got, I can't take him to daycare clothes, I can't do this because of blah, blah, blah. You know, I was fortunate enough that my parents were watching my kids, and so that, that allowed me to be able to finagle some things a little bit, because then they would be able to do it, but I've worked with so many women, It's was like, I don't know what to do, like, I need this money to be able to pay for daycare, but my kid is sick so he can't go to daycare and I don't have a backup and all these different things and it really felt like um that caused some self-doubt too because you feel like how can I really grow my family and be there for my family but also show up at work right and so then it caused me some doubt in how I was showing up which also made me overwork. so then what did I start doing I started working late at night after I Worked all day. I still went to work for eight hours every day. I would stay later. I would come home, get my kids, get dinner, whatever have you, and I would open a laptop up and I would start working again. Then guess what? That continued to enable people because then my physicians knew, oh, Felicia will work after hours, so if I do this later, she'll just go ahead and do it. All of the self the self doubt that came from my parent from parenting and from being a mom put me in this space where now I'm looking at it like oh my gosh, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? What, I have—I don't have any boundaries. I don't have any, Um, I don't have a space where these people really respect the fact that I'm doing something. Like, I, <laughs> this is my job. This is my work. I am a parent. I do have these things to do. Um, And it made things sometimes very difficult for me to be able to kind of sit in the space that I was in. Um, And then I think another thing was, <laughs> Excuse me. Um, another thing was, um, as I started to grow. So once I got to the place where I was like, all right, I'm ready to. I'm really ready to, um, move forward in you know my journey and what it is that I, I felt like there was more, more that it was being called, and God was asking me to do more, and I couldn't really figure out what it was. And I've shared this with you all before that I started asking God, show me me, show me how I need to show up because I, I, I felt like I, child, I've been working here for this long i have per, a proposal after proposal to ask for certain things to um get more opportunities to do certain and at, and at the end of the day like mind you remember I told y'all how I started oh the strength of somebody, so, somebody else somebody yo I outlasted all of them people were leaving people were being let go and I'm still here so I knew God was using me because the time I was trying to apply to other places and wasn't nothing happened okay the the brook was dry um it was nothing nobody was even responding okay I wouldn't even get that uh thank you for your application somebody get back to you at another time it was nothing coming okay you hear me um but eventually I got to to a place where I was like, God, I know this is not all you have for me. And I stopped focusing on what was happening around me and what I I felt like I didn't have. And I started to ask God to show me what I needed to change. And some of the things that it was, it was about me. He started to show me that I was enabling people. And I knew that it was because of my, you know, my own insecurities. He started to show me that in my insecurity of being a leader, even as long as I was um, people were walking all over me. People were taking my kindness for bad, and so what I ended up having to do was show up differently. I had to first ask God, like, "There's like we talked about last week when you say talking about your friendships and like, Lord, show me who's supposed to be around me." I did the same thing. I said, "Lord, show me me. Show me me. Show me what it is that I need to change." And a lot of it started just like some internal work, starting to become come to peace with who I was. And who God was calling me to be. It started, I started serving in different areas at, at church. I started um, taking my walk with Jesus a whole lot more seriously. Not just saying, oh, I'm at church and, you know, I'm going to believe I started really, really taking it seriously. I started exercising. I started taking care of me. And when I started to do that, I started to notice that when I started saying no at work, no, I cannot do that because I have my own work to do. Yeah, people would get upset, but then eventually, you know what happened? It got done. And then I started noticing, wait a minute, if I say no, it'll still get done. Now, how now how did it take me eight years to figure out? So that's what I started doing. I started delegating and eliminating things that did not serve me in my life and in my work life to be able to say Okay, this is how I need to show up differently in this space. This is how I need to show up differently here, so that I can do what it is that God is calling me to do. And so, when we talk about self doubt in our professional, um, professional spaces and how we how it shows up in those type of relationships it could, everybody's journey is different. Your self-doubt can show up where is that your supervisor, you allow your supervisor to treat you any kind of way. You allow your supervisor to, um, make you feel like you're less than, even though you know you're qualified. You, you may be in another situation where, <clears throat> excuse me, you may be in another situation where, um, you don't put yourself out there for promotions or put yourself out there for um, any type of growth or whatever have you, because you don't think you deserve it. We talk about this all the time. Self-doubt shows up in so many different ways. Do not think that it only is in one space. If you have self-doubt and the insecurity of feeling like you don't deserve something, I can guarantee that feeling of not deserving is in every single facet of your life it is in your job it is in your parenting it is in your marriage it is in your friendships it is in your business it is in your hobbies it's in your you know your health it's in your faith it's in your all the things that we talk about it's in your purpose all the things that we have been talking about if your thing is that you do not feel like you were worthy or that you deserve and that is how your self-doubt shows up It's in everything. And so my encouragement to you today is figure out what that thing is and know in in your job and in your space that how you, what it is that you feel like in my entrepreneurship journey, there's lots of times that I have felt like I don't deserve, even though God gave me this place space and he told me to be here, I still struggle with feeling like I deserve to be like, I still am in my, in my mind sometimes like, is this real? Like, am I really supposed to be here? And I'm here every day, but I still feel like I got to work harder. I got to do more. What more does God want me to do? And sometimes enough is enough. Like it's enough right where you are. It's enough right where you are. Like, I need you to hear that. You are enough right where you are. That is for you. That is for me. Something that I have been telling myself lately is that I am equipped and qualified because God says so. Not because anybody else says so, but because God says so. He has already equipped me. Go, remember Judges six six fourteen. Go with the strength you had. I am sending you. God already qualified you. You were qualified. You don't need anything else. We have everything that we need. Go now. You are equipped. You are qualified because God said so. And so that is the encouragement I wanted to leave with y'all today. Um, and so, self doubt shows up in your professional life, that you are supposed to be where you are because God called you there. And if you feel like that He is calling you to something greater, same thing. Go and ask him, Lord, show me me what do I need to change in this space to be able to get to the next thing because he has you where you are. Because there's some things that you haven't learned, and um, I want to dig into that a little bit. So, we'll probably do a part two to this um next week, <coughs> excuse me, when I'm feeling a little bit better and don't feel like I'm gasping for air off this joint. Um, if you suffer from allergies and asthma, my heart is with you because this is this is this is the pits okay and I think that I've just been um <clears throat> uh what do you call it spoiled over the last two years that it hadn't really been that bad and now that we're back it's like it's, it's just not giving what it's supposed to have gave and I'm I'm over it <laughs> but anyway as always y'all thank y'all for rocking with me make sure y'all grab but we just out here trusting God hoodie a t-shirt from the website get your journal make sure you uh send it give it to a family member or a friend um, make sure that you sign up for the Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group for us to be able to take this conversation offline. If you're interested in working with me directly, <clears throat> go to the website, book a connection call with me today. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter. Please share this episode with at least ten people. We're trying to hit fifty thousand downloads this year. If you're not already following me, you are tripping. Make sure you're following me on IG. S of doubt. And until next week, see ya.